Welcome back to another episode of Sober in the States Football. I almost forgot the name of this show because we're like 30 minutes removed from recording a brand new episode of a brand new show called Scouting Synopsis. Chris, the MLS card guy with me here as always. How you doing, bud? Yo, what's up? It's like twice as nice in the same night here. It's it's great. It be back on the show, talk some more MLS, get a little more general, talk some sober air. It's exciting times at Ridgemont High, you know? As if you didn't already have enough of us, you're going to get even more. If you've missed it, if you haven't checked it out already, Scan a Synopsis is going to be a great show where we're going to deep dive into every single team in the MLS. We're going to try to bring on content creators, server managers, whatever it is, people that are in their clubs, deep in the know, bringing you some alpha in those streets. So we just did the Orlando City one. Great way to kick it off. Uh, best way to wrinkle out the uh, issues. And I think it was a good episode. Chris, you think it was a good oh, episode? I thought it was great. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm yeah. so looking forward to the series where I get to uh, learn everything about all the MLS teams that I exactly. don't know. And if anything that you learned, we all know that MLS Cup is going to be won by Orlando City, the most massive club in the world. So That was have not that. the conclusion we came to, but that's okay. Shh, I guess they have to go watch it and find out. Yeah, but anyway yeah so there's that there's gonna be this episode we're gonna keep doing the weekly episodes like always the off season is in full swing oh chris it is silly season because things are happening things are happening fast is it just me or was this uh was this off season a little shorter than usual yeah because the season ended like two weeks ago yeah i think they pushed mls cup back like what two three weeks from where it normally is and then oh yeah champions cup starts and like a month like yeah literally literally a month from now we're gonna see some mls oh. teams face off against some caribbean teams craziness uh yeah it, it almost feels like there is no off season anymore which <clears throat> i mean i don't know I, I don't know how i feel about this like i obviously want my cards to be back and playing but like i don't i i still remember last season i should not remember last season when playing for the <laughs> next season so like it only feels like just like a little international break and all of a sudden it's like hey yeah. we 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 back we back in it. and it's not even like europe's playing like all those leagues are on winter break so like mls is almost like on a european schedule they just don't stop during the summer yeah yeah but except it, that it, they do because they do leagues cup so like they do stop they're they're just on a full european schedule now I wait is that just... is that the move is that what donny g is slowly doing just like slowly hey, inching his way on the European schedule already. Maybe just like low key doing it under the bus where uh, maybe they won't realize that it's happening until, until it's already happened. Be like, who? Wait, what happened? Who? <laughs> Wait, what's going on here? But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I guess there is kind of it's kind of a testament to you see a lot more players come out uh, and more recently being like, hey, maybe we're playing too many games and like, hey, maybe we don't need to be in all these competitions. Hey, maybe we should just leave the Open Cup. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I don't mm. think any players had that, did they? I think sure? that was like sure? owners who wanted to, you know, make a little more money. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess. But either way, we're gonna we're gonna talk about stuff. What we're gonna talk about, I don't know. We just kind of pulled a bunch of stuff out of a hat, and uh, we're gonna see where today goes. You know what? I actually have some very big news to announce. So it's yeah. so rare. 
live on the show on on sower if you would be so kind to share my screen i've officially made my first signing look at this i'm gonna go ahead and claim this here my one mp because i have signed a player to my club only took two and a half years but i finally done it look at that i unlocked the badge i am now a beginner everyone so and somehow one mp was enough to level up which is wow crazy so uh why are you getting all this signing why all of a sudden is a sober kind of resetting things um great question maybe you should have something from sober (laughs) like what i've definitely done a rivals lineup i mean i guess the beta doesn't count so i like that's fair um, ah, that went over your head, baby. When, that's exactly when, where I was going. When, when an arena, like I, I, I get it. I get that we're starting over, I guess, from scratch. But um, yeah, I've definitely signed cards before, so I feel like that was a little bit of a, a weird one. Even though you have super rares, dude, don't worry. You just signed your first limited. Congratulations. Yes. How does that make you feel? Honestly, I want to call my mom and tell her the good news. You know, oh, like okay. I. I don't know if I've ever been able to to call her with better news before. That it's is very huge. True. It's huge. It's huge stuff. And you got to see it live. And you'll see it live. Why? Because we are live. But you know what else is live? Chris, Rivals is here. We were in the beta. We did play the beta. We had some yes. fun with the beta. We got a cool little badge. Have you seen your badge? No, because I Actually, don't... I just remember. I don't know how to do that. If you're on the YouTube, you can go check, and uh, you know I'm not going to do this right now. No, we don't. We don't get to see the badge. I think he left me forever. He's never coming oh. back. Hello. Oh hi. Oh hi. Hello. I was just <laughs> chatting with our users and uh, saying how you you just rage quit the stream. <laughs> I, I went to go close out of uh, the server tab, and I just closed out of a uh, streamyard instead. How, so, how many four-letter words were uttered in the brief six seconds that you were gone? Uh you, you know, it wasn't that much. Like, I remember, like, if we had technical difficulties in the past, it probably went a little bit. But today, I, I was on it. I was just like, <laughs> boom, bang! I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, you know what? We're just gonna hop back in, and we're gonna go, dude. Rivals is here. I am so excited about Rivals that we yeah, just Rivals completely. Cool. I just. How do you feel now that Rivals is out? The full game is out. Chris, are we rich yet? That's a great question. And that's one that I actually wanted to kind of discuss and go over. Because mm-hmm. I could 100% see Rivals being like the thing that makes so rare the, the thing, you know, like the thing that leads to all the things. The thing um, of the things. Because the things. it's free to play, but it's so like. I don't know. It's so engrossing. It's it like sucks you in, and then you're like, oh well, I would love to get a twenty percent boost on a player, and pay like sixty cents to do that, and like try to beat my friends. Like, sure, why not? Like, let me let me try this, and then all of a sudden, do that five or six times. You have a real silver lineup, you know, and you and then you're starting to get over into pro, and, and I I could just like I could see like actual marketing pushing this to the entire world um it could like catch on and, and become like a thing because it's so much fun and you can talk so much smack and like the head-to-head is perfect um i love it honestly i i really do it's it's a fun mode and i'm not normally a daily guy like i like the longer like i love the eight-week competitions right like right. i love m- more time i think takes out a lot of like the randomness of, of sports 
Um, but <laughs> I recognize that I'm in the minority on that. And like most people love daily. Um, so like this is going to be, I, I think this could be really, really cool. No, I, th I think it is too. And uh, not to spoil anything because there is, I do have some guests coming on very, very soon to talk about rivals. And uh, before spoiling our story, one of them is not into football and now is obsessed with football because of rivals. Like he is just like, like he is just ever since like, cause I, it's funny. I invited him last week to rivals. I was like, Hey, you play so you do content. I was like, Hey, let's play some rivals. Like check it out. Cause it's going to come out soon. And like, yeah, a week later it's out now, but yeah, not a football guy. All of a sudden, dude, he can't stop talking about it. He can't stop thinking about it. He's watching games. Like, he isn't, and like that is what we've been talking about, right? Where we're, hey, yeah. this rivals mode where it's free to play, it's an app, it's easy to download, easy to sign up, boom, boom, boom. You're in, especially with your friends. You're at the pub, you're like, hey, let's all do this. Everybody shut up and just sign up, like, stop fighting me and just do it, right? And then here we are. And all of a sudden, people are going to be like, hey, that was kind of fun. Hey, you know, I'm off today. It's 3 p.m. There's a game on. Like, why don't I just throw up this rivals thing and then enjoy this game? So, uh, Dude, I, I really think there's something there. What is uh, what's the what's your favorite part about Rivals like itself? Like, what is it the one thing that you're like, oh yeah, that really does it for you? So, you remember old old school playing in common competitions, um, and like you would get to, um, you would get to like kind of pick your pick your players, and I think that was always the coolest thing that you could get guys at the time like you couldn't afford because like the minimum price on anybody was like a hundred dollars. Right. Um, so like the, the big names are like thousands of bucks and it's like, I'm not going to drop thousands of bucks in this game, but like, it's still fun to, to watch like Lionel Messi or watch like Yasuo Kimmich or anybody like that. And like, you can play with anybody's common. You can pick anybody, which is so freaking cool and so nice. And, um, you can make it like match specific too. So like, um, that that's, that's the one thing that's that's really I, I think it's fun is that like you can play even if there's a card that's like 80 bucks and you're not going to drop 80 bucks on Leon Messi. You can still pick them for free and, and rivals like it's still um, it still works that way. So um, I think that's cool. I love the <clears throat> I love the tactics that like add like a little bit of flair to it. Mm -hmm. um, and weirdly, I actually love how the hard they made the tactics. Like if you look and at they the changed averages. That, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the averages, like rarely do they do they actually hit like the minimum bonus for the for the right. bonuses or whatever. Like they actually made it so like you have to play a really good game, good game to get your bonus, um, and it's like a really significant bonus, which I think is so much fun. Yeah, well, and they actually changed it too. It's funny that you bring that up because so I got into the beta around when they they reached out to give me tickets to the Orlando Miami game. At the same time, I'm like, hey, do you want to try this rivals thing? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course, duh. And uh, and like, dude, it was very, very basic. It was just like there's games and you could pick a team. And right. at the time, if the team wasn't covered, they didn't have it. And if the, the guy didn't even have a card, it definitely wasn't on there. So there was times when like you could only pick one or two guys. And there were uh, no goalkeepers. For yeah. The game. yeah. And uh, same thing with the tactics. The numbers, it was a lot easier to hit those thresholds. And it was like, yes, just pointless because no matter what you would hit it. And uh, they did and go through would... and they did raise it. So and it wouldn't tell you like what. Because, like, it's hard to know how many passes somebody completes in a game. Right. Or like, duels is one. That, like, is that a lot or is that not a lot? So, like, it gives you their average now, which is great. It's a great addition. Um, yeah, they've definitely made a ton of improvements to it since since we started playing the, the beta. Uh, and I think it's, it's really fun. 
no yeah it, it's crazy fun and uh i mean my, like i said my gallery has been dead right i'm an mls focused like gallery so i haven't really been doing much but this also gives me i don't have to put more money into the platform but and you know being in america we usually have you know a noon game maybe like a 2 or 3 p.m game so it's easy for like me and like other friends that i talk to we're also always like hey you want to just like you know fire up a little rivals game real quick and yeah we just we just hop in we do it and it's just fun it's a way for me to still enjoy so rare on the european side without having to invest buy teams and do all that while still being able to focus my money on basketball and mls like i want to so it's it's crazy fun and like you said you learn new players it it almost keeps me grounded to the european stuff and like who's good who's not and uh all that works so it's a it's another little added bonus that rivals is giving me over here in the states yeah the more that you can um the more that you can get people to like that's like back i I mentioned the comments from a long time ago like that would always get me interested in buying those cards like for whatever reason um so i think the more that you can get people even with free to play getting to use different sets of cards i think it is is huge um and you you get to know people that you otherwise like wouldn't for sure um i think it would be interesting to see like almost an incentive to like play like not the bayern munich versus dortmund game you know like everybody knows everybody on those fields like mm -hmm. it would be cool to have like the peruvian league like offer some incentive is like hey if you play rivals with our specific game um when like i don't know tickets is bad because like who's actually in peru um but like win a jersey like the you know i don't know the top is weird but like something like there's got to be something or like you win a ticket to a raffle if you win like an arena match in a peruvian league for right. that week uh, um you win like a ticket to a raffle where you could win jerseys or, or tickets or something but like four specific matches like specifically no, no, no. Yeah. And, and I like what you're on to. And, and you will see that like in the beta, a lot of people were like, well, we need something to play for. We need something to play for. Like, it's not fun if you're not winning anything and just kind of doing cones. And, sure. and they did announce that you can win signed jerseys, cars, VIP matches. It's not quite it's not quite clear, like how it's going to work uh, from some of these words. It said that when you complete streaks and stuff like that, uh, you'll be able to win mystery boxes and stuff, which is really cool. Which uh, do you think they just tested the, the reward boxes in SO5 because they knew they were going to put them in rivals? potentially very potentially yeah yep. and uh, obviously and it's they not didn't gonna be do perfect. that they didn't do that in beta either they didn't yeah. have any rewards in beta. yeah no they didn't and it was uh, all just like for funsies but but there's so much they can do with that and like even you were saying like incentivizing people to play the smaller leagues right where now with the yeah. challenges that we got be like hey win 10 matches in a peruvian arena match or something like that so now you're going to the arena not only are you like because you and me could easily go back and forth, you know, with like games and just trade one offs and just let each other win yeah. and just farm stuff. But if they're like, hey, you know, win in the you arena five times with yeah. a Peru team, with a team from Peru, and then you get some like sick badge or, you know, emblem or whatever it is. And that's how they can leverage that. And now a Jersey from that Peruvian team. I almost feel like challenges and stuff like that, like the grinding, like road to glory kind of S stuff almost works with rivals more than it does SO5 to be honest that's really not a bad observation especially if you can win cards because like you can you can honestly like start with a completely like just start playing rivals right not right. spend any money win a card price and then like play that guy's game yeah uh, with your your new card and like have the 20 percent bonus and then like 
you know, win another card and maybe like trade that for somebody else on his team or something, you know? And like literally you could just snowball all the way up in rivals. I mean, I'm sure it would be really hard, but that'd be super cool. Like super dope to do. Yeah. That actually be, there's actually some, uh, there's some content around there. Uh, Hey, all right. One, one thing we've talked about and we've talked about in the past when we brought up rivals, but like, like I said, we haven't really done like a full, full rivals episode. Where are you on the scarcity bonuses? in rivals especially in the arena because there is yeah there's the elo right there's a ranking system realistically you should pair with people like you but i was pretty i was pretty high up in the rankings and i only have limiteds granted i was being very specific with the with the matches the that i was playing in the arena yeah mls yeah. was in like i have a bunch of cars scattered here and there yeah. so i was very selective with stuff that i was playing in the arena but that kind of changes a little bit when it's all fair game and it's going to be a grind at the top so do you think uh how how are you in the bonuses now that we've had some time? Um I get the incentive to buy cards, but I don't think it goes from I'm trying to figure out how I want to put this. Like I don't think there's an incentive to buy rare cards to play rivals. Right? I think rivals get you from free to play to limited. Right. And then like after that, it should be so five that gets you from limited up to rare up to super rare blah blah blah. I I really don't think there's any progression chance at all by playing rivals. Like there the price difference is so much that a, a 20% bonus is not gonna make a difference. Right. Like I'm not gonna spend 80 bucks as opposed to eight to get an extra 20%. Like that makes no sense to me. Um so like there's just no value. So the only people you're rewarding by having scarcity bonuses are people that are already playing so five and like you're making it basically unfair in rivals right right um so yeah i hate it i i don't mind the limited cards having a boost over the common cards like i get that that makes sense but i don't think any like i think all cards you own um should just be a flat 20 percent, and then like that's it yeah i i can see that and like yeah honestly like the price discrepancy especially if you're just playing rivals someone is just coming down to rivals doesn't really know pro or so5 or whatever exists there's really no incentive to go past limited for that. There's zero. Yeah, especially financially. Like, especially with the rewards, probably obviously won't be returning anywhere near what you're going to spend for a rare card. So, yeah. And you know that whoever's going to win the rewards is going to be the people that already have super rare galleries. Like, just more rewards. Yeah. No. Um. So what do you think? I don't know if you've actually gone into Rivals since it opened. Um, uh, really quickly you... this morning, but... So Bye. they have um, PK, I guess, has set a couple lineups for like yeah. a couple of the games. Um, and obviously he's the spokesman, but like you just like automatically are playing against PK if you like enter into this lineup. And that's like, I mean, that's 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 pretty freaking cool. You know, like that's sick. Is is this so is the whole PK thing? Is that a proper way for server to use their partners and their affiliates and their marketing spend? I think that was a good move yes is that how you, is, you that's how you want them this to... is this is all about like it's all about trends right it's all about catching like that wave or like going viral you know and the bet one of the best ways to go viral is to use influencers and that's essentially what these big name stars are to the soccer community that are essentially influencers so like he goes on his channels and says hey come play me in this free fantasy football game who's not going to do that especially in Spain, you know, like right. what Barca fan is not going to play PK against Barcelona or on a, on a Barca game 
uh, and say like, oh my God, I beat PK in Barcelona knowledge. Like what a statement that is to make for completely for free. So like, why would you not do that? Like, I think that is a hundred percent the way to do it. And honestly, <clears throat> I know they're trying it. So like, I know it's not like this is for sure going to work like this, the big like name star or whatever. But I thought, it, I think it would be so cool to just do like PK on Barca at um, Griezmann with an Atletico Madrid lineup, Mbappe with a PSG lineup. You know, all of their collaborators, once we get to baseball season, Julio Rodriguez with a Mariners lineup. Like every single day you get to face Julio Rodriguez and his like Mariners knowledge or something. Um, so like I get with current players, that might be a little hard to do like every single game because they're obviously focused on their season. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like it could be like a specific thing. Like we know players play so rare, like they play so five. Um, specific ones will play all the time. So, like, why not get those guys to play with their teams and, like, you can challenge them against their teams? Because I think that's a really unique thing that I don't think anybody else has, you know? Like, I got name it. another game that you can play against PK in a Barcelona fantasy game. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm about to – bro, the, it's flowing. The ideas are going, all right? Everything you just said, yes, you're on the right track. But – so this is how it is. All their whoever they get big names, they can literally go out and get anybody they want. Basically, do like a special like one game a week, right? Do like a highlighted game where it's oh this week Mbappe is going to be setting a lineup for blah blah or this game whatever. If you beat him, you get this badge or you get this you know banner or something like this. Or you get something that you can display and be like on this special I game week Mbappe. during <laughs> Liverpool and Luton. I beat Mbappe and rivals. It's and gotta like, be a PSG game, right? I mean, obviously, probably. Like, yeah. obviously, it's gonna I be mean, something like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yeah. At any time, it's like, hey, next week we're gonna have Griezmann, and he's gonna set his lineup. Like, see if you can beat him. If you beat him, you win this reward, or you win this like raffle ticket that you can then use to enter something in the club shop or something like that. So it's like it almost like if you beat him, you get an entry ticket to something else, and it's like very exclusive to that competition, and you're only like facing other people that also beat him in that week Dude. or you or you stack them and you like hey you you beat Griezmann you get the opportunity to play Mbappe and then you beat Mbappe you get the opportunity to play PK and then if you beat PK you get entered into a raffle to like practice with Zidane or something like those crazy experiences that they've had um like Kinda you have to like go through like you have to go through some gauntlet of like all these superstars and like whoever like it's survive in advance you know um like that'd be so much fucking fun imagine how many people would do that oh my god that's probably so much work but it's so worth it so worth it like i'm pretty sure to like code something like that or even like configure anything remotely like that is probably really tough but uh dude that'd be awesome you just, need, you just give people a ticket for winning each week and that ticket enters them into the next tournament i don't think that's that hard i i, I don't not necessarily like the doing it it's keeping track of who is who and up and down and who's progressing and like it just it starts to turn into like a jumbled up and down or maybe not maybe not like how hard how hard is it like if you beat mbappe you get a ticket that ticket entitles you to enter a competition against griezmann if you beat griezmann you then get another ticket and like if you don't have the ticket you can't play in that tournament so like you have to have been playing all of the different games. That makes yeah, sense. but what Griezmann's just going to set lineups for infinity every weekend until people just progress. No, it's, to the it's like it's like a March Madness thing. Like each star does like one week, just like you're saying. Oh, okay, all right. 
Yeah, it's it. it wouldn't see how be far like, you get, basically. Okay. No, it wouldn't be like get down to one person. You'd have like you'd end up having like fifty thousand people that won, but then like the winner would get like a chance to like go meet Zidane or something, you know? Okay. Um. So like at the end, you would get some sort of a some sort of a um opportunity to meet I don't know, all of them at the same time. I don't know if that that probably isn't realistic, but um, you know what I mean? Like one of those like cool like you get to go watch practice with. Mbappe or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So, I don't feel like great. that's that complicated. Maybe it's not. I don't, I don't know. That is, that is outside of my realm of... T- is Rivals going to save Sora? In the end, now it's all said and done. Save. You, you you make it seem like Sora's down or something. Sora is down. Just a little bit. The market's Absolutely pretty not. down. Absolutely. It's not dead. I don't believe it. It's you. not dying. It is full of air and full of life. It just needs a little pick me up. Is rivals good? Is rivals going to do it? Is is so rare going to get picked up and brought along on the ride of this crazy crypto bull run we're about to go on? We'll see. We shall know. see. It'll we, be an interesting one. It will be an interesting one, but but like I do I think it's it's huge. I think it's oh, I think I think should I think not be understated. I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think it's massive. Uh, but like I said, I, I have some plans to bring some more uh, rivals content to the channel soon. Uh, I got some guests lined up for that. They really love Rivals. And uh, we'll uh, come and chat. We'll have some fun with that. Ooh, I but... haven't even unlocked arena tickets yet. That's not fair. Bro, get on the level, bro. I totally did that like noon this morning, bro. Oh, that's not fair at all. Get it together. Some of us have jobs. As fun as so rare is, it's silly season. And there are some transfers. There are some things happening around the MLS that we'll get to in depth again in the new episode. Surge, synopsis. But... Chris, where do you want to go? There's a lot of things happening around the MLS right now. There's a couple things that we picked out that we want to share with you guys to keep you guys in the know. Chris, where would you like to go first? So let's talk about potentially the biggest story of the offseason so yes. far. Tiago Almada is on Atletico Madrid's list. Ooh. Is Atlanta United going to be able to say no to Atletico Madrid? I kind of doubt it. So... This is a huge domino that, if it falls, would completely change the landscape of what this season looks like. First, I think if he leaves, Atlanta plummets out of what we think. Because we all think they're going to be pretty good. I think if he leaves, that stock plummets. But remember the new rule. So, like, this is... All right, so we're about to get super in-depth here, right? Oh, no. Um, prior to this season, any transfer fee that you got for a player, you could get 1 million in GAM, which is like the fun money that they use in, in MLS to like get around roster cap rules. Yes. Um, you could get 1 million of, of your transfer fee in GAM, which great. If you're, if it's like a $3 million transfer, like fantastic. That's a third of it. That makes sense. We are talking like 20, $25 million deals. 1 million in GAM is nothing. Now the rules say there's an unlimited amount of GAM that you can get from these transfers. So this could be the first really big one that gives Atlanta United a ton of GAM, and they could just they they could just go to the club and go on a spending spree, which they already do. They literally they don't have a problem spending. They have no problem doing, but now they they could go within the league and go on a spending spree. Like they could trade, like. Normally, the best players get traded for like a million, maybe a million and a half gam. 
they could go deal five million of their thirty million dollar transfer fee for some like all star player that like no team is gonna say no to that really. Well, I don't know. Maybe they hmm. would say no, but um, this is gonna be really interesting if he leaves to see how they utilize that new rule because this I mean, is unprecedented at this point. I mean, I guess, but I I don't think I don't think they'll use it this year though. Like I think if this does happen, it happens in the summer. They get half a season of Tiago Amato, which the way they're building Correa this roster. Is, Correa is like going right out to Saudi Arabia. But that's if. That's like. But I think it, he's going. I think like no. it's it's pretty it's pretty much there. I mean, I, don't I mean, know, I, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't I mean, really followed maybe. Saudi Arabian transfer rumors, to be fair. Yeah, but. and and that's all up in the air. Last year they were going to sign everybody, and they. Now they're yeah, they basically everybody. signed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. I mean, but we knew it though, right? It's not that it's not much that it's. A, I mean, we thought he was going to leave last year. I mean, the fact that he's yeah. still here, but th- but that's what I'm saying. It goes back to like the Facundo thing too, where it's yeah, some of these players they're getting paid more money than they did in years previous, and they're kind of sitting pretty right now. Right, but I'm saying at some point like this. So that's what I mean. If this domino falls, I'm not saying this is a done deal by any means, but if this domino falls then it becomes very interesting to see what Atlanta United does um, because this is not like um, Ricardo Pepe, for example, right? FC Dallas sold Ricardo Pepe, made a boatload of money, but couldn't use any of it to actually build their roster back, right? Right. So they basically just lose him and then try to replace, which they haven't really been able to do. I mean, they add like Paul Ariola and stuff, but like that's not replacing Ricardo Pepe, at least for what he was giving them at the time. Um, and now is doing a lot better in Holland. So that this is my point. Like this is the new norm. Like if you can get a massive transfer fee, what does that do to like the in-game economics? I guess of um, of like Gam and Tam and all that fun stuff. It's like once there's more Gam to go around, you'll start seeing guys get traded for like two, three, four million dollars in Gam because there's just more of it lying around because you right. have all of it from transfer fees. So. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. And like, somebody's going to get that first big influx of gam and they're going to know that it's like super limited. So I have a feeling like if I'm Atlanta and I get $30 million worth of gam immediately all in one shot, then I'm going to like spend that as fast as I can and just try to build like a super team of MLS players basically. Right. I mean, I, I guess that's fair, but I just, I guess where I disagree is I don't think that Miami's just going to, or my Atlanta is just going to like fall off without Tiago. I think maybe last year. Yeah. Without Tiago, they would have been screwed and they made some mid season signings. They continue to build on that. Goalkeeper still a little questionable, but I think even if Tiago leaves, no I think, Robinson. I think the locked in expectation for Atlanta to be chalked fighting for a home playoff spot is gone. But I don't think that the idea that, Oh, Atlanta is just going to be, awful they're gonna have to figure things out re reconfigure things if tiago leaves i don't necessarily think that's the case though but, and that's just me. I, and, it, and it's hard I for know. Me nice things this about league Atlanta. is all about the tens it, it is if you hard have a for really me. good 10 it can make a lot of players seem a lot better than they are i mean i mean i mean yeah i guess i guess that's true but i don't know either way it's a big move i think this is the first like more official news that we've gotten out of tiago in a while where it's like oh hey like this is really starting to move now. Like we all know yeah. he's going to like uh, Mike said on our last show where it's like, it's not about if it's when 
So yeah, and it looks like um, looks like the win might but be soon. The win is important because of that rule change, and I don't know that that rule change got a lot of press or like coverage or anything because I don't know how if people know how significant that's going to end up being with there being so much more around. Um, so I think the league in general is is going to experience like a fundamental shift from like where things are right um so i think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out uh, and then another another like big shift i think happening within the league or like that could potentially happen within the league um is like the media shift right it starts with apple and it starts with that that big deal that they signed there uh, but it doesn't stop there and like we knew this was a thing uh, before um, mm-hmm. But being it, signing with uh, signing with the people that made Drive to Survive, which is such a great like I don't watch F one at all. Right. I don't care about it, but I watched that show and I was thoroughly entertained by that show and like the drama and the personalities and just like the unbelievable cinematography that they had in that show, um, just like showcasing the very best of like that sport. Um, did wonders for its popularity in the U.S. And if they can do anything, like if they can get half of that into soccer, that's huge for for the market. Oh no, no, I, I agree. So I haven't seen it. I don't care about F one. I just I don't I don't see the appeal. It's like worldwide, and like I I know I've heard the stories of that F one documentary came out on Netflix, took the world by storm. Like it yes. blew up F one. Like it just literally yes came out of nowhere, smacked everybody in the face. It's like what's up f1's here the only thing is it was released during the pandemic nobody had anything else to do there's nothing else to watch it kind of maybe got blown because if you see it now like f1 is kind of in shambles like right now like their viewership has gone down like it's terrible like it's It's not the shiny new toy yeah it's not the shiny new toy again but no you're right this is this is massive and you see it uh what is it amazon does the hard knocks with nfl teams once a year they'll go and like They'll follow the team. Uh, they were doing something like that in European football, like they had the Dortmund and Manchester City one. So this stuff is really cool, and it it, it really helps you. Or welcome to Wrexham is another perfect example. Yeah. Where like mm-hmm. while you're watching this, and yeah, it's great content, and like it's football, and you love it. It's it brings people together. It makes them emotionally attached to this club, and now yes. they're there forever. And if you get and one thing that the MLS has struggled really hard with is getting people to care domestically about their teams, regional teams, whatever, because they have their Europe teams and blah, blah, blah. And all, you know, we won't get into that, but MLS has had that struggle and it's a young league. It's 25, 26 years old. Those ties, those deep, deep rooted ties aren't there yet. And stuff like this does do that where they're like, Hey, they're going to follow it. They're going to like somebody. They're going to like it. So Vanny Sartini on that show. Come on. Oh my God. It's going to be top class. Ben Olsen on that show. Top class. Um, so I actually took this another way, right? I actually took this not as, you know, MLS is going to increase ticket sales and like, it's going to be more, you know, people in their region are going to start following their local teams. I don't, I, I actually don't think that's the case. I think this is almost a sign of the league is national. And to some degree, like if you're in Houston, you know that there's a professional soccer team in Houston to some degree, whether you follow them or not. Right. You you like you kind of know that that's there. I almost think this is more and kind of along the lines of Sora as well. Like partnering with Sora gets them a lot of European fans and like a lot of you know even Asian fans that that play Sora that, that are now following MLS players. And I think this is the same kind of thing that 
like F1 thing went nuts worldwide. And like F1's a huge sport worldwide. Um, but like that documentary was so good. That was like must see TV for anybody in the world. And I think if you produce something of similar quality about MLS teams, it's going to stop being like, you know, my team is, you know, if I'm in, if I'm in England, my team is Liverpool. I don't care about anything else outside. And now it's going to be, well, I love Liverpool and like, that's my diehard, but I also really love that Vanny Sartini up in Vancouver and I'm going to follow Vancouver and I'm going to watch every game on Apple TV because it's available internationally, which is fantastic and huge news. Um, so like that's going to be my my second team or like you know everybody has an english team everybody i think a lot of people have like a german team and a and a spanish team and an right. italian team to some degree yeah. that they you know kind of kind of root for um this is going to introduce a lot of people who don't follow mls to the nuance of mls and this is going to i think I honestly think how teams get portrayed in the show is going to influence a lot of like worldwide fandom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. The direction that they take with it. Um, like, are they going to focus on club origins kind of try to bring it that back? Like try to build up this history and like this, like greatness and this ever expanding, like shiny thing, or are they going to just, make it very dramatic and very just like ups and downs dramatic. and roller coasters and yeah. 98% messy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Lots of messy. I'm sure inter Miami is very happy. Boy. I don't know if they, I, I don't know if they, if this is intentional or if they just got super lucky that they happen to have the opportunity to sign the best player in the world at this point in time. And then all this other stuff falls into place or if like some of this stuff is falling into place because of that. I don't know. But I kind of don't think this stuff is falling into place because of, because of the messy thing, because the messy thing didn't happen until after a lot of the stuff was announced anyway. So I kind of think Miami just got super lucky that as the league is sort of going international, they're the cool shiny new toy that everybody's going to love. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, and, and I've, I've said it a gajillion times and I will continue to say it that as soon as everybody found out that, the world cup was coming to america like this is america baby the way we do it capitalism like we were going to shove it down everybody's throats until yes, like they true. couldn't sleep without true. seeing a soccer ball like they were counting soccer balls to go to sleep because that's what america does yeah. and i think all this stuff was already in the works it just got pushed up i yes. think that all of this stuff was like hey you know we'll get there as we grow you know we'll do this and then start doing this but it was like oh messi's here now like we got mayday we got to do this now and and it's true until 2026 like look stadiums are going to sell out regardless but like it's not just that they want cities they want entire states like every they want everybody this like, is the nfl now school is canceled work is closed yeah. like the world cup is in america and that's yeah. what we're and they're going to do it big and it, it's actually pretty exciting yeah. but uh um yeah so that's that that's uh that's huge news i think uh on that side uh and you mentioned i just think it'll be very interesting to watch that story unfold because it'll be very dramatic if we know anything from the f1 series it'll be a lot of drama and a lot of personalities um and it'll be very exciting to see how that unfolds and i think it'll be really interesting too to watch uh watch the kai wagner saga unfold live on tv too because this saga has been up, down, left, right, and center. 
Uh, he has been all over the place with like, I'm out of here. I'm not playing anymore. And now he's signing an extension. And it's like, MLS what chaos. the heck? This guy is going absolutely bonkers. Um, Kai Wagner, he's back. He's still one of the best defenders in the MLS on so rare. Um, what do we think about this for, for Philly, for keeping the band together, for, you know, is 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 this a huge, like, move, or do you not care that much? So it's funny they brought it up, because I think leading into the postseason, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know about Philly. Like, it's the end of an era. They're starting to move things. They're going to move Wagner. They're going to lose all these things. I feel like Philly didn't do anything. <laughs> is Toronto much... gone? Like, is he going to leave, maybe? No. I know I there mean... were rumors at one point. And that's the thing, right? Like, it's still very early, and it's hard to know like how many of the things, but like Philly's not one of those teams too, that like really makes like drastic moves often. They kind of just, you know, pipeline yeah. their own things. Yeah. Um, I think Philly's back next year, honestly. Like the question mark has been Wagner this whole time. He was so crucial. You saw at the end of the season when he was suspended and all that drama, like it just looked really bad. It didn't look creative. Like it looked flat. Him coming back, him staying for sure. Changes a lot of things. Um, Dude, he's one of the top guys to have if you're going to play in the MLS. Um, I may be taking back some of those words, or I might be down on Philly. Uh, how are you? How are you about this? Are we are we running it back? Are we running um, Kai back? Are we selling Kai? Is this the year you sell? I don't think phone? I'm selling him. Why would I? Sell, why like? Why would you sell at this point? You know, like I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm selling everything this season. If it goes I, up, I'm selling. Too many you're just, times. You're just taking profits, huh? Dude, too many times have I looked back like, oh, my God. I looked back the other day. I bought Jordan Morris at $8. Mm. He went to 50 Jomo was definitely, definitely that, that guy. I'm still holding him. And it's like <laughs> less than that. He's like so, $4 now. I don't know how much he is actually. I haven't looked. Yeah, so I'm tired of looking at that stuff. So like this year at the beginning of the season, I'm selling it all. If it goes up, it goes up. Same thing. Julian Gressel, 60, 70 bucks. I didn't sell it. So we're selling it all next season. So um, I'm actually a little mad. I have Nathan Harriel pulled up here, and I'll explain why. Um, I don't have any Nathan Harriel, but I do have Olivier and Baizo. Um, I was buying in Baizo on the fact on the theory that Kai Wagner would leave. Right. Harriel would move to left back. And Mbizo would be the starting right back. Uh, and we saw that Mbizo, when he was the starter, is very good. It's it just is. that Harriel is also very good. And so they split time and like kind of ruin each other. Oh, um, that's the worst. But uh, that I bought a, a good amount. Well, I don't know. I don't actually know how much I bought, but I know, remember buying Mbizo on that theory that Kai Wagner would be gone and that Mbizo would be a starter. And now it's like, well, that's that didn't work. Um, Hey, you know what we say? You can't win them all. Can you pull up the Philly depth chart real quick again? Yes, sir. Because, like, if they keep Carranza, yes. Good God, the depth on this team. That's what I'm saying. Look at some of the names that are not playing, like Jack McGlynn or Leon Flock. I think McGlynn's actually had a flock, by the way. I do. Um, I do too. But, like, (sighs) oh no, Flock got injured last year, right? Matt Royal potentially, I guess, is a is a left back. Baizo, Damian Lowe is not starting. Um Quinn Sullivan is not starting. I mean, this team is deep. 
team's kind of deep, dude. The team is kind of deep. I was down on Philly, and now I'm looking back, and I'm not so down on Philly anymore, which uh, luckily we'll have an episode on Philly next week at uh, So Very Deep. If y'all know him, uh, we'll be doing a little Philly deep dive, so we'll get all those answers. Come back later. But uh, Kai, Kai Wagner's back, yeah. and it's very exciting. For all those holding, you don't have to sweat anymore because uh, – <laughs> Ooh, that was spicy. Hey, what is it? We keep getting all these hey, – they're leaving, they're leaving, they're leaving, and then they don't leave. Well, Two- somebody – a couple people have left. Let's let's talk about the people that have left. All right, all right. Um, give it to me. Let's start with with our guy Brandon Vasquez. He's ah, done. He's out. He's going to Mexico. Oh, um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not overly okay. surprised by this move. I don't think, but I am worried by it. Okay, okay. I don't know why you're worried. We'll get to why you're worried. But let me ask you this because. You follow the United States men's national team more than I do. I do. You do. They were very upset at this move. If you yes. saw national team Twitter, yes. they were very upset. They were like, they were his national arms. team career is over. How dare he go to Mexico and not Europe? Are you Correct. in that camp too? Does this really hurt him that much? Because he's at one of the best clubs in Mexico. Yes. He's going to play high competitive football. Yes. But it's not a big step up in competition. I, I think I think people for a number nine for the U.S. national team want you to be playing at a top five league. Right. If that makes sense. They want you um, But do they, they mean- want you to. Right. And they want you to be like playing for a top five team or a top five league team. They well, should just be playing um, in general. Well, that does help. Yes. <laughs> um, as Pepe found out a little while ago when he went Ooh. to Germany. Um, but like he's playing in Holland now. So I think people just view it as like a sidestep, which I, I don't know if it is. I think partially it's a sidestep, but it's like it's, it's so different, right? Like you're actually going to get some games in Mexico that are higher quality than other games you would play in the u.s if that makes sense like the top of mexico is still better than the top of the u.s teams outside of maybe miami because miami like cheats and has bars players like the the very top teams are are better games like from that standpoint you're getting higher quality games but also some of the worst teams in mexico are terrible and like not worth playing so i don't know that you're getting consistent games but like is it really worth it i don't know I, I feel like you'd rather have like the top end and like have some games that don't really help you at all. Um, than like a consistent, like every single week is like a pretty good team um, as far as like trying to get prepared for a world cup. But I think it's more just like U S national team fans hate Mexico in general. And <laughs> don't want to see him. I literally think that's what it is. I think they just don't like Mexico and don't want to see any of their players playing in Mexico. Like, <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a I don't think the, the Mexican national hatred. team doesn't like players that play in MLS. Like, that's just a thing. And like, the two countries just don't like each other. It's 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 really not like anything crazy. I think it's just that. Like, there's just a rivalry, and they don't want to see it. Especially with Vasquez being a dual national. I mean, he's the equivalent of cap tied to the United States now, but um, he still has Mexican heritage. Like. It's almost like people are feel, feeling betrayed that he's like going to Mexico and like embracing his Mexican heritage and I'm still going to play. Like, bro, he's Mexican, people. dude. <laughs> like, he is both. Like, it's just that is what it is. So, so yeah, I don't know. You... I think it's a weird sidestep. 
I think it says honestly more that a European team didn't want it though. I think that's mm. what people are scared of. And I and I don't necessarily blame them to be fair. You might not be wrong. I don't think he's I don't think he's the savior, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, he didn't go to Europe, but but I didn't as, think that before either. Some people as a Brandon before. Vasquez holder, being that he's staying in the Americas. Are you bullish on this move for him? Or do you think he's going to score the same? Is he going to score better? Is he, I mean, obviously I can't, I can't be like, Oh, we know everything about Monterey. Like, you know how their system is going to work, but you'd think a yeah. signing like this, he's going to play regularly. Right. So it's funny that you mentioned that I'm a Brandon Vasquez holder. Cause I'm actually not. I sold him. I sold well, him I, mean, I meant like, in, I meant in general, but oh. I didn't know you sold him. You were saying if I was a Vasquez holder. Yeah. Like no, I had his rare card a... last year. I had his rare card last year, and I sold because I figured he was leaving Cincy. Um, I literally sold like last week, um, and am very happy with that move because I think it does cap his sober potential some because I just don't like Mexico is just not as high scoring league as as the MLS is. Just plain and simple, I don't think he scores as many goals. Even if he's just as good, I don't think he scores as many goals, and I think that caps some of his upside. And it's not he doesn't like. He doesn't have that massive AA potential, if that makes sense. Like, he's got a little bit of AA for a striker is not bad, but he doesn't have like 10, 15, 20 point AA upside. Like, he's got to score goals. And that that's plain and simple. Like, that's it. He scored 16 goals last year. I don't know if he can do that in Mexico. That's true. Yeah. Goals, goals are a little harder to come by in Mexico, and uh, and he didn't even like he scored 16 goals and he only averaged a 50 L40. <laughs> like, he's not even that good, you know. So, yeah, I think this price is wild, that's why I sold, and this price is also wild. So, I would sell if I had that too. There it is, you heard it. We are down on Brandon Vasquez, not in the MLS, not in our galleries, not in our hearts anymore. That's All right, for sure. who. Who else left the MLS, Chris? Um, who, who else has gone and broken our hearts away from the Another MLS guy though? that I was not very high on, Cade Cow. That's true. We did just have this conversation. Cade Cow, he's gone. Literally the same story as Brandon Vasquez. Like, people are up in arms because, like, he wants to be on the U.S. national team and, like, he's going to Mexico. And is that a bad sideways move? I don't think Cade Cow is that good. To be honest, I think San Jose got a great deal out of Chivas. Like four million plus add-ons, I love it. I don't think he's worth it. Um, he like he like almost shows that potential, and like you can see why people are so excited in moments, right? But he's just not consistent there. at all, you know. And he makes some really bad plays. Like I just don't like. Some guys just don't pan out. Like they have the potential, they just don't pan out for whatever reason. And like it would not shock me and at all if he's one of them. Wow, you are that down on Cade Cowell, huh? I really don't like him. You are just well shipped him off to Mexico. Is there? And I mean, not to put you on the spot, but is, is there any player that, like, hypothetically, that you would think that would like, hey, if they got to move to Mexico, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is it. Any defender. Maybe oh any goalkeeper too. Actually, any goalkeeper is the right answer because shutouts galore in Mexico. That's true. Whereas you cannot shut out a team in the MLS. It's actually against league rules. You get fined if you shut out the <laughs> other team. So 
Um, yeah, any goalkeeper defender that goes down there, I'm all for. Any attacking player that goes down there, I hate. And the bad thing is Kate Cowell was not good while he was in the United States. So <laughs> it wasn't if a good he goes year. down from 40, you're not really looking that good. You know, like this is a wild price to me. Like I get some potential. It's like maybe he's like $3, but like five is just like, there's so many players I would rather have at $5. Can't can't believe you're so down, Mister Chris. I love Get love young players, guard guys. Ain't having it. No Cape Cow. But you know who you know who you know who you are big on, sir. That you keep wanting to talk about, even though I don't want to talk about that team on any of these shows. Chris, we all know who we're talking about. Who might be one of the cheeky defender plays of next year because the service, my boy, is great. From mm. One Julian Gressel. I didn't have his tweet pulled up, and that's my fault. No, it's um, not. It no tweet. But, you talk about it. But yes, we, we I love Julian Gressel in this system. So I, I think I, I texted you like right immediately as it happened, and I was like, "This is really not fair for uh, Luis Suarez." Right? We mm. talked about Luis Suarez last week, and we're like. I don't know how he really does. Like, it's kind of old. Like, what's he really going to do? What he's going to do is sit in the box. And if he gets good service, he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. It's like, basically, he's very decisive dependent. You add not only the best um, player in world history. Uh, well, not add, but like he's playing with the best player <laughs> in world history. Right? Great. Leo's also, you know, Leo creates with dribbles and sometimes, you know, is he's scoring goals himself. Add to that, potentially the best deliverer of a ball of anybody in the MLS. Um, it is really not fair. Really, really, really not fair. Um, and I think personally that DeAndre Yedlin is getting benched. Like, I don't think Yedlin. I know he's like a, a national team player, and like he was, was a big name when they. Yeah, was he was a big name when Miami brought him back, and everybody got really excited about him because yeah. he played at Tottenham. Whatever. I think he's getting benched. I think Gressel has to play that role, and like you look at this depth chart now. Good Dude, God, they're like, deep. Not 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 only deep. The top end is absurd. Like absurd, like Gregor, Messi, like Malta's coming off the bench. Are you kidding me? Kanye's coming off the awesome. bench. Either Yedlin or Gressel's coming off the bench. Like, Ro good God, Robert Taylor, bro. Robert Taylor. My God, I just I don't. Will they? Will they even draw a game this year? Are they just going to win them all? No. You don't no. sound confident when you say that, which for being such a dumb question, it's kind of concerning. <laughs> like, I just, what it's are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> it's one of those things where like, it sucks is like the more you see it and like, it's one of those things where on paper you look at it, you're like, Oh no. <laughs> and then you start to factor in, okay, Florida long season, they're old, you know, Luis Suarez can barely walk half the time. It's like, okay, like, how is it possible? Like, there's no way. In a game, in the beautiful game that we all love and cherish so much, it's a game of moments. 
to game of seconds. You blink once, and all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what? I thought we were winning 2-0. Now we're down 4-2. Like, what? It's, that doesn't it happen in one moment, but yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. Point. You get, get what point. I'm saying. But it, it's one it of those things fast. Regardless of how old or how veteran and just worn down these players are, they can do it with their eyes closed. Yeah. And in this game, it takes one moment. That's all it takes. And these guys are very good at making those moments happen. So it's really hard to bet against them. See, now, logic and everything else tells me that, like, dude, there's no way they don't collapse in like yeah. three months. Well, here's the thing. I think I think it's injuries, right? If they take some injuries and the depth takes a hit, which like every team deals with injuries to some degree. Right. Every team deals with that to some degree, right? But if they sustain a few like key injuries and they don't have the depth, that's when this gets really difficult. But when you have seven all like all world players that you can swap in and out like you only need four of them to win any one game you could have an a team and a b team and both teams could go undefeated like you could literally just have your team play every other week if you wanted to at this point with the depth that they have yeah every other game they're gonna roll out like a whole different team and they're just gonna and dominate and they still have the best players on the field it's like unless unless like one of those whole teams gets hurt and they just don't have the depth to rest players. Um, this is this is looking like a hell of a team that they're putting together. And I, as an MLS salary cap nut, I have no idea how they're doing it, but they got to have some magical, magical pens down there in Miami. I don't know. The more I think about it, it's like, dude, some of these guys, again, they're old. They've lived historic careers. They've done this. They've done that. They have brand deals and sponsorships. Like, they really don't need a little minuscule soccer MLS salary. Like they True. are perfectly fine with everything else. Like sure. Obviously like you're not going to turn down money. Right. But, and, and the more I think about it, it's my inner Miami is not building a team. They're building, they're, a building they're building a traveling attraction. That's yeah. all this is. This is, Hey, come watch that Barca team that you grew up with. And guess what? We're going on tour <laughs> to a city near you. And, and that's it. It's 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 really all it is. They're not they're, building a football team. They don't even play they're away games anymore. They're not they, building some like crazy, like pep, crazy magical masterclass, pretty football. They are putting butts in seats and hoping for moments. That's it. Yeah, there aren't going to be many empty stadiums where Enter Miami goes. Let's let's put it that way. No. You're 100 percent right about that. Um. But yeah, I think team. I it, it's the Real Madrid strategy, right? Like the the old Galactico strategy that like you just buy players that even if you're overpaying for the player themselves, like they're not really that good. You're going to make so much more money in merchandise sales, and ticket sales, and media rights deals. Like you just make so much more money by having famous players on your team that it's totally worth it. Um yeah. so yeah, this is going to be and I think on the field too, this is going to be a pretty good team. But my one question, would somebody please pay Julian Gressel so he stays in one city? Like, good Lord, this man moves around all the all the time. And it's like nobody wants him. And I don't get it because, like, you put him in a, like, in a situation that's good for him and he will just fucking dominate every game. Yeah, it's so funny that, like, someone of his quality who has won two MLS Cups now, I think, I think he's on the second one. 
if not Ooh. three. Yeah. Yeah. If not three, he's been good everywhere he's gone. Like, sure, some of the situations like just wasn't necessarily he's had some of the his... worst coaches in the MLS. Yeah. Had some of the worst dominated. coaches. Some of the situations weren't necessarily his fault. Weren't no his talent around him. Just got traded overnight. Nobody even told him. So like things have been rough. But yeah, it doesn't make sense that like nobody wants to keep him. And even that, like the whole Corey Baird thing, leaving Houston after a great season, like weird to me too. Especially if they don't really upgrade that position that much. It's like, what are you guys doing? You guys have good players here, and you're just slopping them around the league like your dirty laundry. That doesn't, doesn't really make sense. But uh, speaking of getting a whole bunch of new players in, oh, um, no. yeah. Oh no, we got to talk about Colorado. Oh no, dude, we've been bashing Colorado for a year. What are we That's doing? Okay. It's okay. They signed a new coach. They signed a bunch of new players. They're all on the national team. It's going to be a new year, right? I don't know. Are we... Look, here's my thing. It's great. It's wonderful. Congratulations, Colorado. You found your wallet. You learned how to throw some bills around. They didn't even find their wallet, though. Georgie Mihailovich is the club record signing at $3 million. (laughs) Way. Like they're good at buying low, I guess. Like they're buying George Mihailovich low. They're buying Zach Stefan low. I like I'll give him that. The thing is, we've seen it time and time again. And Chelsea this past year was a perfect example where like you can't just go and splash a bunch of money around and just get like a whole brand new roster and be like, go out and play some pretty football. Go and live in the world. I get we're all FOMO in Colorado right now because we were they we were down so bad on Colorado. Like, they're bad. They picked up some good pieces. We're like, whoa, baby, they're back. But we got to settle down a little bit and be like, hey, it's gonna take a little bit for this team to gel. It might not be pretty in the beginning, but uh, Chris, is Colorado making the playoffs? Absolutely not. No Absolutely chance. Not. All right. All no right. chance. Also. This is a nugget that I didn't notice before. Tommy Bogart has an all-caps new signing as number six. It's like, he says not done yet. I did not even see that at all. So, like, they're clearly, like, they're going to sign some more pieces, which, I mean, I guess great. But, like, (sighs) Colorado? Mountains? I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out, like, what goes wrong with this team. It's like individual piece wise, I don't think they're that bad. But like no. Chris Armis is their head coach. Like I can't think of many worse people I would want to run my team. Um, and he almost did run DC United, and I was fearful for my life at that point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I don't know if this is gonna work. All right. Well, it's probably going to hang on this. He has, he has Mihailovic as the third string attacking mid, by the way. Oh, I guess he's up here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have Omir Fernandez starting over Kevin Cabral. I was about to say, is this the year that we finally get the Kevin Cabral masterclass? No. Okay. He's just, he's very kid Cowell, you know? Oof. He's All very right. kid Cowell. I will give you that one. Good old Kevin Cabral. You also, me off, boy. I'm I'm willing to go a step further. Georgie Mihailovic isn't even that good. Like, they're buying low on him. But here's my theory, right? Georgie Mihailovic was very good for one season under the best coach we now know in the MLS. Under Wilford Nancy. In Montreal, he was terrible at Chicago. Chicago traded him. Showed promise, but he was... I, I shouldn't say terrible. He wasn't terrible. He was 
okay at Chicago, but everybody expected bigger things from him. Got traded to Montreal, went off, and everyone's like, this is Georgie Mihailovich. This is what we're looking for. But, like, it was actually Wilfred Nancy, and then he goes to Azed and can't even get on the field. And it's like, then he comes back, and now he's on a terrible team with a terrible coach. Is he going to carry the team? I don't know. I I can see being just as likely that he's just not that good. Um, Kevin Cabral, just not that good. I do think Zach Steffen is actually super underrated, and he will be a good addition. But, like, a goalkeeper on their own can't win games for you. Like, they're not going to score goals. So, it'll help. But, like, do they have pieces? Yeah. No. I mean, Ronin's okay. I guess I like Keegan Rosenberry as a right back, but like he's got injury issues too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not excited about this team, but they're making moves. They're a. Hey. <laughs> they're, they're making trying. moves. They're making they're moves. Tra- they're trying. That's all we wanted. They're all getting wanted- the new signing badge all over again. All we wanted was for them to try. That's it. That's all we wanted. Colorado, just do something. Poke them with a stick. Do something. Just anything, please. I mean, last something. year they did something and they got Kevin Cabral in. So, I mean, yeah, they, well, they tried to do something. They got destroyed by Jack Price, who cannot stay healthy, like always. Oh, Whew. poor Jackie. Look, Chris, I hope he lands our... somewhere in the championship and is really good. Oh, he will. Chris, this is our second episode tonight. Wow. It's I'm a lot of lie. soccer. I didn't think that this would go an hour. I was like, dude, there's no way. It's going to be like two two semi-short ones. We're going to go. But, dude, we just cannot not stop. how that That's is not how we, how we roll. roll. Too I much Tommy it. B action. Dude, there is. Dude, I've told you. It's coming thick and fast. It is did silly you, season in the MLS. Did you catch how we literally just looked at Tommy B tweets for an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That's all we did. That's all we did. You know? We curated this content for you guys. We, we curated it specifically from one Twitter page. And that's all you need sometimes. <laughs> that is all Especially you need. when that Twitter page has a glorious mustache. He is does i aspire to be so glorious in a mustache like him one day i think we all do working on it working on it but hey it'll never happen this has been another great episode we have so much more silliness to come transfers are coming in thick and fast we got a bunch of scouting synopsis coming at you looking at some teams chris is there anything you want to let these wonderful people know before we get out of here stay safe be healthy Stay safe, be healthy. That's it.